I remember saying to myself, I just need time out. I just need some time out. And your health gave. Within three months, I was given time out. Oh, I got the chills. Mm-hmm. A year. Oh. Because that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm very excited today. In my living room, I have got Joe Johnson, who I met through a gong bath. Now, you don't know this, but that was my very first, the first time I came that I did a review on Instagram, I said like all this amazing stuff. That was the very first time I experienced a gong bath ever. So I've been on this recent journey of looking at holistic health and trying to manage the stress of entrepreneurship and of pushing myself on lots of limits. And I realized that the tools that I used to use, such as my brain, my drive, things like that, just weren't going to get me to the next level of success because my body was starting to feel the impact of it. And I lay on the floor as Joe did her magic. Uh, and I felt transported. I don't even know how else to, to say it. The first 15 minutes were deeply uncomfortable. And I'm explaining it because when I tell people, yeah, I did a combat on Saturday, they're like, sorry, what, what was it? Um, the first 15, 20 minutes were deeply uncomfortable. I felt fidgety. I felt like, whoa, you know, I felt, um, I was tearful. All sorts of stuff was going on. And then I had to sit through that point to like reach this other side, which was like, I'm going to sound cheesy, but like perfect clarity. It felt like the universe was just aligned and all I could see, I, it sort of right-sized all of my problems to, to ones that were just like, oh, well, that's manageable or that doesn't matter within the grand scheme of things. And of course, I've come since then and I've experienced some other ones and I've gone to, to do some shaman journeying and um, all sorts of things. Joe, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's so, it's so good to, to have you. I'm, I'm excited. And, and yeah. like we were saying before we, we sort of started recording, there was an energetic thing. Like yeah. you, you saw some yeah. of my stuff and I was just like, come on, I don't even know your full story, but I'm just curious, right? There was something there. So give our listeners an overview of what you do. So, so who are you? What's the business? What do you do? So what I do is I work with sound as a it's kind of like a facilitator. So I facilitate people's journey, if you like, to empowerment. And everything that I do, it's because I've experienced it for myself. So I've lived the experience. And the, the journey, like you just told me, is, is not unheard of. I can right. tell you what that that. That agitation was. Yeah, please, yeah, please do. <laughs> resistance. Mm. Quite often resistance. Not necessarily, but my understanding would be that agitation, that like, yeah. scary, yeah. fearful, because it pushes you to the edge of your fears as well. And my theme of development at the moment, it seems, yeah. is letting go. Yes. Of old ways of working, of being, of like giving myself over yeah. to energy, the yeah. universe, stuff that I don't fully understand, yeah. but stepping into it. And then it felt like once I did, or maybe let go of the resistance. Yeah. 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 Super uncomfortable at first though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it kind of like, I mean, you have to be careful with it all. That's why I ask everybody, is it their first experience? And I send them to the website because it, it can be powerful. And I don't think sometimes people that are new will come straight to the front and I will say, no, you need to go to the back because it does bring all of this stuff up that you can be completely unaware of because it's happening on an energetic level and you you have kind of have no idea 
um, or anticipate what it could bring up. You do it set it up really gets safely. out of your yeah. way. You get out of your own way. And that's the point. Just, I know. <laughs> because you know yes. on another level kind of what you need to do because you're on this journey mm-hmm. of um, call it what, you know, real self-realisation or yeah. expansion or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need to do um, to get you in the, in the, where you want to go. And a lot of that is also being in control. And the gong and sound is very much about flow mm-hmm. and allowing and um, releasing and, and that space that um, sets you free is where all the answers are. But it happens on a frequency and on an energetic level. And I think I said it, I'm sure I've said it in the class or I say so many sometimes I talk too much. <laughs> but um, what happens when um, you make an intention and you don't necessarily understand what's going on, but there is a shift going on because that's how why we work with intention. That's why mm-hmm. I do the guide and I work a lot with themes and, and um, concepts and ideas because it's all to do with perception. And that's also because I'm trained in hypnotherapy. So I'm very conscious of words that we use, what we tell ourselves, the meaning we give it, because that changes everything. Words are so powerful. So that's why I use themes. And um, when I'm giving an overview of a theme I have to work with, I can list all of the areas, but I haven't got anything worked out. But I know that it will work out. So, um, so that's when I, nearer the time, I tend to write up, I have an overview, but when you put the energy out there and because I work with the gongs, with sound, everything comes in alignment. So I don't really worry about getting stuck for information because it flows, it comes to That's the key thing is this trust that you have. Yeah. And you have to trust yourself because you have the sometimes, and that's why I also like to, to make the point about when you start to hear the left brain shuts down, there is a harmonizing, harmonizing effect. So where you're a bit like flyy, mm-hmm. it brings you back into harmony in a way. So there's a balance and there's a rebalancing going on all of the time. And we're so out of balance with chaos energy. So much noise. Right now. Yeah. Too much noise. Yeah. So this allows that thinking mind, the overthinking mind, the chattering mind, the monkey mind, to stop Yeah. for a breathing. But interesting when we're so yeah. stuck in it. So the, the, yeah. the experiences since haven't been as obviously intense for me. I've been able to get into it a little bit quicker or easier or set, trust yeah. the process, I think. Yeah. I think the first one, not just that, but I, I was in this, like, if I'm... Um, uh, even chilling out, I'm like actively working out or I'm doing things to look after myself. They're all active and cortisol, like my, my stress hormone is still going up. Yeah. So just sitting with myself and that real truth of the wisdom is within us. It really is within us. Yeah. But you've sometimes just got to sit there long enough and the sounds just have this ability. It's like, oh, yes. And you don't even know how or yes. why, but our body is like a sponge and our cells are like sponge and it just takes the energy and the frequencies that it needs to bring us back into harmony. And there's so, and there's so much science behind some of this now with neuroscience. They they can like see the impact of sound and on our health. It crosses with so much. It crosses with physics, astrology, as you know. Yeah. 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 Of course. (laughs) This woman knows everything and does everything. it, It all crosses with it. And there's, there's actually quite a lot of, um, so like, for example, I had a, I, I went on a training, mm. additional training about a month ago, and it was with um, somebody called Jens, um, uh, oh God, his name's gone, Jens Jäger. Okay. And he's, um, he's part of the, he's part of the group that formulated planetary goals. So, and he's from Germany. 
and just um, working with him and his assistant who uh, writes also books on sound healing. His name is <laughs> He is um, a nuclear physicist. Goodness, really? There's, yeah, and I met people that were um, physicists on the course because they understand one of my teachers in Gongs is um, she's a... Um, the main teacher, Sheila Whitaker, anyway, she's a violinist and she teaches, so she's a musician. But her assistant is a radiologist, so they understand how frequencies and energy work. So these are not dark people that are involved in this. No. Very, they really understand um, there's something ha- happening on an unseen level that works with our bodies because we are energy. And, and there's more a drive for greater consciousness or something right now, like in the oh, world. Is it? Oh, yeah. Because there's something in yeah. the air that's bigger than just yes. this regular Definitely. energy. I mean, I got into, I get into things with flow. So this is default, how I got into astrology. So yeah. It's not like looking at your star sign and what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really looking yeah. about the planets and what they actually mean. Because when I was training, I started work, because there's a whole range of planetary gongs, so I started working with the planetary gongs. Mm-hmm. So um, so wherever, I, wherever I'm sent, because I'm sent, that's where I go. And that's where I share the knowledge, because it's there to be shared. You know, it's not there to be kept for one person, it's there for empowerment. And this, so I just kind of see myself as a facilitator. Sort of a conduit. Yes, because what I realized as well is that, because I have Reiki and all of that, I used to take on everything. Mm -hmm. And I used to want to fix the whole world. Oh, yes. And, but you can't. And because I would take it on, my energy would be depleted. But now I find with this sound therapy, they work as an instruction, so it doesn't affect me at all because I'm so not involved. you can give, but you don't I take responsibility. The, I don't, well, it's not so much as responsibility as taking on the energy of other Got it. Soaking it up. And I, I don't do that because that's, the, the sounds do that and it reflects back. And how do you protect it. yourself? Or how have you learned to protect yourself from all? Because the energy is all around still, right? Especially in a city, there's people everywhere, there's toxic yeah, to, energy. To be quite honest with you, I don't, it, it's more of an awareness. Okay. And I speak a lot to myself. So, wanna, so I make a decision that okay. I'm not going to take on that energy. So and you so get conscious you, about it. Yeah, yeah. So when you even voice this, mm-hmm. the energetic stuff means that you don't take it on because you've made that announcement. This thing about intentions is so powerful, and I sometimes get confused. You're talking about language, about the right intention or the right way of phrasing an intention, because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. My intention might be that I want to meet a partner or that I want my business to thrive, or we did an abundance theme, didn't we, last Saturday. but am I, is it ego? Is it soul? Like what am I? And, and maybe I'm overthinking it. I need to just be in the places of flow and that's when the appropriate... I, I, I don't overthink ego as well okay. because, um, because sometimes I'm t- I too am confused about what that word It's a weird line, right? Yeah, yeah because, um, and sometimes I think that can make people fearful of being individuals. Who might know what they want. I feel like I know oh. what I want or even where the direction I'm in. Yeah. So you just have to find a balance about how to make it work for you. Okay. I know that I'm doing the work that I'm supposed to be. You so feel it? It's not even something I have to think about. <laughs> so, okay, well, yeah. let's, let's, let's yeah. pause there. Let's go back. Because okay. now it's you live and breathe this stuff. You can see that it's just in every pore. You just, your wisdom <laughs> just comes out in every way. You have so much knowledge, education, and experience of this stuff. So it just comes out of you. You live mm-hmm. it. What brought you to this place? So we were talking uh, before we went on about, you know, growing up in Peckham and going into fashion. And tell us a little bit about that journey that brought okay, you to so this. Okay, so my background is, um, as I was saying earlier, I was a bit dippy because I was always <laughs> in an- another world. Dreaming, yeah. And I was always told to st- focus, to stop. And I think I ended up getting ignored quite a bit, you know, from school because I didn't 
quite fit in. Yeah. But I knew I knew there was more out there because I was constantly looking up to the planet. I was constantly looking up to the stars and yeah. being fascinated yeah. by the unseen, if you see what I'm saying. And I was always sensitive. Um, what do you mean? Like feelings? Would your feelings yes, get I would, hurt? I would sit, well, that as well, but I was always sensitive to energy okay. and I was always aware of things that my siblings weren't aware of, like mm-hmm. going on in the house. Sure. And sense stuff. Overwhelmingly. So, and energies and, and I could sense it all. Mm. I could sense it all. And I'd hear things that nobody else was hearing and I'd see things that no one else was Was there any so, language in your culture or family around spiritualism or, or any of this I mean, stuff? We grew, that, up as, we grew up going to church. Okay. But um, having said that, I'm not religious. Sure. Um, because I just see it as, for me, as... as containment of dogma in one way or the other and that's not really for me yeah but i understand what it gives people mm. if that's what that's their choice some people want containment don't they or yeah. some truth that, yeah they, they need to believe in order because sometimes that's what gives you life is to understand and to have a greater purpose mm. and to see the meaning of this that and the other so i'm not going to take that away from people it's just not for me sure partly because I experienced so much and I was, grew up being quite religious don't do that, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I just said no this isn't right and wrong it's very linear yeah yeah and it was selective about you know it's too selective and then it was inhibiting that it was it was you couldn't be you couldn't make you couldn't think for yourself and mm-hmm. I know that I'm a straight thinker so um so, um, so yeah, I ended up being in my dreamy self. I was also very um, uh, sporty. Okay. I was always head captain at sports team and things like that. Yeah. Although I wasn't particularly athletic, but I was sporty. But I did things like gymnastics and trampoline and outside of that, I was doing yoga. From a young age, you said, 14 or so, yeah. Yeah. So So did you intrinsically just know that your body needed to move and something was useful in that for you? Yes, I think it was, I think it was to do with the energy of Mm. movement and, um, and that connection to, um, whatever else is around. And I did martial arts as well. I did martial arts when I was about 14. It's quite a discipline, all this stuff, too. Yeah, it is. Hope you understand I, yeah, I grew yourself. very disciplined. I became very disciplined, but I became very disciplined. So even though I went out and snuck out and did all of the things Parties, you like did, yeah, I did all of that. Yeah. But I had another side where I was very um, disciplined in my mind and what I was putting out there and creating. And just like just your personal development started yeah. young. Yeah, mm. yeah, because that's what I resonated with. And so the, the martial arts I did, and it gave me focus, and I think it's given me the focus that I have today, mm-hmm. more so than yoga. Interesting. What kind of martial and arts? I did Wushu Kwan. Okay. Which is, was Chinese kickboxing. Nice. And it was, um, because I was a bit of an oddball at school, I also could see that there were whispers about me and that type of thing. But when I actually started in martial arts, you carry yourself differently and everything changed. So that energy reflection changed everything in terms of how you carry yourself because you walk with more confidence. And it's not deliberate. It's not It's not forced. It's not um, something that you think about. It's something that is innate, that happens when you start to attune your mind and your body. It's quite meditative. Yeah, it was incredibly meditative. I used to, next next day, I would go to school covered in bruises and I haven't got a clue how I got them. Oh my. (laughs) Teachers would ask you questions. Yeah. Well, they didn't pay any mind back no, then. No, I just carried true. on. I thought, okay, I did, you know. Because yeah, yeah. you just you used to get bruised from the training. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was... So, but, so you feel you alive, that's strong, yeah. It was incredible. 
Yeah. And in, in, in fact, I, I did stop when I went to design school because I wanted to become a designer. Of course. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you lived like 25 lives. <laughs> and um, when I was 18, and I was kind of um, glad in a way because it was getting a bit painful. Then and I my black belt, and it was getting a bit painful. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> but where I stopped, my brother took over. He started doing it, really? and he's been teaching it maybe for about thirty-five years now. He's a six-dan, and he's really. This is so interesting that you're saying this because I've always had an interest in a martial art or kickboxing, and I've always done the like gym version of kickboxing you know they do like a, no, this is hard Chinese. yeah and I'm just thinking I'm, I'm looking for something maybe to commit to as a practice and certainly like yoga feels good but it doesn't feel like my total soul connection you know um anyway so this is quite sparking me to be like oh maybe there's something I should explore I'm gonna take Tell on me. a journey okay yeah <laughs> so um so yes yeah, so I went and did design because that Fed my creative side, even though I was very sporty, but yeah. I was quite happy to leave it all, uh, you know, and I, it, it was fashion, so it wasn't a dumb thing you do, yeah. martial arts, it's more music, it's very and eclectic. beauty, and, yeah. yeah, really, all the really stuff that you're eclectic, yeah. and, and you're around the innovators of that time, because that was the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, so that was when all of the real, I mean, Banana Rama, I remember one of the girls was in college there was a few people that went on to do all of this yeah, yeah. creative stuff in that and it and it aligned very much with music and um so I did that for a while and I did that for about 12 years or so okay and I worked for I had a store in Covent Garden for a while okay. number 38 in okay. the Apple market <laughs> and um I worked I did um I did a few musicians I was so you can still see my stuff on YouTube if you really, really okay. yes. Yeah. yes I made a lot of suits and um uh for, for um I even made Paul Weller a jacket as well okay. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so was do, do you think music was a theme for you at this stage always I think so what did it give you as a as a young person a young adult what was what was the value well, of music I, I, to you well music growing up in that era it was very um it was very American influence, but it was very innovative soul mm -hmm. music. It was very jazz orientated. Mm. It was Fury. very Philadelphia. It's yes. very, you know, it was, and that's my favorite music now. Okay. I can just listen to music and it, it's almost it's got that jazz funk, like Royers and all of those people from that era, you know, um, that, um, that were on that vibe of just pure music yeah. earth wind and fire or yeah. the whole that was my feelers, youth right yeah that was my youth that, that type of music so it was really really creative music that was just music that fed the soul did you finally yeah. did you feel that like you belonged or that you fit in now within this yeah. world yeah yeah because i don't really care <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, okay. i don't really care so you, you know I ha I, you do what you have to do so you just because and that comes to um, what I was telling you earlier, which I'll which I'll get on to. Sure. So I did fashion for a while, and then um, but I my my I needed to exercise, so I kind of went back into exercise. Okay. And when I left the whole fashion world, I had a daughter as well, and yeah. she, so um, when she was about two, I went back into training and exercising. The same type of training? No, I did. It was like in the Jane Fonda era. Oh, of, I love that. Uh, of, of, um, uh, and I did Don't um, forget aerobics, yes. and I did all of that, and I taught exercise for about 12 years. Oh, you taught exercise? Okay. Yes, and I went into, um, but mostly in adult education. Sure. I didn't do it in centres and stuff like that. Sure. I liked the adult, uh, I liked the educational side of it, so sure. people, you know, would get the understanding mm -hmm. and the importance and that. And I did that for um, about... 10 years or so and actually for the last six years I absolutely loved it but I knew it was time to move on mm -hmm. and I worked mostly with the elderly okay. and they were the nicest people ever to work with because they were really value their help by the time yeah. they, you know so I worked I worked around a lot of groups mm -hmm. so there were different groups like they might be a Muslim group or um um, Irish group mm -hmm. or West Indian group so I just moved around communities just 
teaching exercise and a lot of it was chair bound and mm-hmm. you know just to get people moving their bodies and I loved that freedom that you gave me and also the educational side of it because it was also um lesson plan you had to produce everything and you had to show results because it was in the educate the adult education side of it. so you're essentially working for I yeah. worked for local government. Local I government. worked for Southwark, Lewisham, Chelsea, Kensington. Yeah. Oh, I just moved all that Yeah. And, and driving all over and just teaching and subbing for other people and what have you. And I did that for a good 12 years or so. Mm-hmm. And um, in that time, um, what happened? Uh, what happened after that? So much to say. I know so much <laughs> to say. Well, I guess I'm interested yeah. in your catalyst moments. So, so like your own rock bottom points, okay. your own points that then like have led you to okay. like bringing all that together into this new lifestyle. Okay. So when I, when I talked for so long, I actually got bored of it and I knew I wanted to go into alternative therapy. Okay. So that so, really had a pull for you. Yes. So what happened was I didn't have a sports science degree, so I went and did a sports science degree. Of course. I did did sports science, but I trained, I did courses building up to that so I could get into it. I'd have other trauma around that as well before to do with property and stuff like that, and I needed the distraction, if you like, and so I went and said, you know what, I need to get my head right and focus on something that's constructive for the future, because I had a small child as well at the time. Okay. And um, so I did sports science and the course that I did allowed me to also explore alternative therapy. So while I was um, doing that and towards the end of it, I trained in massage, I trained in uh, Reiki. So mm-hmm. this is going back 20 years now. I trained okay. in all of that yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. And then and when I finished... Stuff you know is astounding. <laughs> like when I talk to you, I'm just like, what? Oh, you're into that. You know that. You're not here. And when I finished that, the thing, the, and, I, and I was also doing corporate fitness by the time. So, okay. Um, uh, but, um, in, the, in the Canary Wharf. I was okay. Doing, City. Yeah. 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 And um, so but by the time I finished my degree, I'd had enough of all of the science. Right. So it was yeah. like overload. And yeah. Two left brain stuff. So I got this job and it was running. Um, well, it wasn't running. I was came in as assistant, but I did become manager of a facility for a local government. And it was a theatre. And it was a place of choir. <laughs> and so I fed my creativity. I needed okay. to rebalance yeah, yeah, yeah. my left brain, yeah. my right brain. And that was, um, so I kind of let go of all of the teaching. And I just, and I did the massage alongside the theatre were because it was very creative and it also fed the alternative medicine side. It feels like your whole career has been quite intuitive. Yeah. Like you get a feeling that your time has run out, even though it still feels good. That was yeah. really interesting how you described um, doing the fitness stuff and you're like, it was still good. There was nothing like yeah. horrifically wrong, but I felt like my time was done, I think you said. Yeah. And, and then you just go the next, you follow your curiosity rather than have this 10-year plan or anything like that. No, because I think what happens is when you start to tire, you project that energy. And I didn't want to be so tired you mean, from people. You're becoming drained or exhausted physically? It was, it, I just didn't know where else to take it. So I felt I had to let go and move in a different direction. So you can't push yourself much further in that area. You feel like you've learned what you need to learn or yes. done what you need to and do. Something can show me something else for the next stage. Yeah. So I very much move into the unknown if need be. I do it was well. like, yeah. well, that's what you need. You just what, feel it. And then, yeah. you, because I've left jobs yeah. where my now ex-husband would be like, how did you leave? Why did you leave that job before you had the next one? And I was like, it was oppressive and toxic. He's like, what are you talking about? Right? Um, and I was like, I just felt that if the longer I was there, it was going to affect my energy. And I've fought long and hard to find my energy and I've been suicidal and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, that's more important than the job. Like I've got to follow the thing. Right. Yeah. And so I'm hearing that a little bit in you as well. It's like, yeah. let me just feel it out and see. Yeah, because I because the teaching allowed me freedom, and I yeah. would, you know, it, it was. Very, but this was more of a structure. The theatre I loved because there was no order. I'd be working late nights, earlies. I didn't care so long as there was no 
nine to five. I'm just, just the entrepreneurial five. I'm just not a nine to five yeah. person. Yeah. So I, I, I took it upon myself to um, work full time for the full time position come up, and actually that didn't suit me at all. And I was pushing and pushing and pushing. That's when I got ill because I wasn't following my spirit. Wow. And my body was starting to shut down. So you were doing the shoulds. I should have this job. I, I was doing it because I'd recently also bought property. And so you have to pay the mortgage. And I had a small child. And she, so you have to do what you've got you have, to do. Yeah, you've got to be responsible. So, and also I, I was, the, the, it was demanding because I was the manager then and there wasn't a lot of support and it was oppressive, just a similar. And I knew that something was going to give. And I said, I remember saying to myself, I just need time out. I just need some time out. And your health gave. Within three months, I was given time out. Oh, I got the chills. Mm -hmm. A year. Oh. Because I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. And um, when that happened, I just left everything. Because you um, do. I just, well, I could as well because I could be off sick. And so I got the mortgage paid and all the stuff doing like that. So, um, so when that happened, it was about self-care now. So I did so much. Do, do you remember the moment that you were diagnosed that the doctor said you have breast cancer, like what that meeting was like? Yes. Yes, I do. I remember exactly what it was like when I went to the hospital and when I was told what it could be, you know, and then the, the test, the extra test that they were doing. What was the um, feeling? What do you remember about your internal dialogue when all that was going on? Um, I was thinking, but I don't even know anyone that's ever had cancer and I'm so healthy. Yeah, you'd let an was, active... Yeah, and I was a vegetarian and I was all of this stuff. Were you angry? Um, yeah, no, I didn't become angry. Mm. I didn't become As in, angry. like, we can get the stages of grief, so to speak. Of yeah, like, I... Why me? No, no. No? For some strange reason. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't do that. Okay. I just felt that early on, I, I'm going to be shown stuff. So, um, because even my mum, I think my mum said it, um, um, to one of my siblings, ah, oh, you don't see her, her complaining about anything. And she was going, because I just didn't complain. And I know whether I think it was pitying or whatever. I don't know, but I never sort of like ranted why me or anything like that. I just thought, well, I've got to get through this. Right. So that was my mode is like, well, I'm going to have to get through this. I'm going to see this through because I've got to come out the other end now. Yeah, have a choice. So I have to. Yeah. So it wasn't about, I didn't have time to dwell on what, what, you know, I just didn't think that way. And, um, and so, um, and so I started doing all this research about and because I was already an alternative person, mm -hmm. I was doing all this research and this research was not, um, you know, it wasn't, it, it was, it, it was unsupported. It was, where do I go for, for this support? So much out there. There's so much out yeah. there. And at the time I just needed help now mm -hmm. and because when you're a helper you don't necessarily yeah. ask for help so I was a bit like yeah. that I thought I want to save the world but no 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 it's okay so I was a bit like that and actually going through the process I met most of the women were like that mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm fine you know so they were mostly carers mm -hmm. you know and putting themselves last what a powerful lesson so that was putting yourself last mm -hmm. most of the time mm -hmm. And, um, and not knowing how to accept help, you know. Or so even if you got desperate and requested it, the receiving it could be tricky for people in that habit place. Of just yeah, giving. before, but at the time I embraced the You help. had no choice. You sort of needed Yeah, it, I just you? thought, partly because I also needed to, I just wanted to rest. I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to rest. So it was a case of, okay, the doctors are offering this. And so I just took it as far as I could. But then I stopped the treatment because I could, for me, I pers I know some people do okay. But for me, I could literally feel my spirit shine down. I felt I was in close. With what, me. things like chemo and traditional treatment? I did chemo, but I didn't finish it. Mm -hmm. And I had surgery and that was fine. And 
you know, and I had the chemo, but I couldn't fin- I couldn't complete it. I, I was couldn't see properly. All sorts of things were happening. Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, so I, and I was just so sick the whole time. Do you now, in reflection, think that your lifestyle or stresses had an impact on getting cancer in the first place? Um, yes, something happened because also we go to lots of talks and one of the talks was how um, you can chart back when you have a diagnosis. In particular, I was looking at breast cancer, what happened 18 months ago. Wow. And I went to, um, and I listened to somebody, I can't remember his name, and it was, and it was to do with the heart. Mm. And mine was right here. Mm. And I know exactly what happened. Do you? Yes. There's an yes. actual yes. event. Yes. That you think? Yes. It was. It was me saying I've had enough of my heart being broken. <laughs> I, my curiosity is like because I relate to that so much. Like I've done Reiki recently, and there's a lot in yeah. there, like the heart and the walls that we put up, and uh, yeah. that feeling of like, yeah, I don't think my heart can take any any more breakage, yeah. and that consistently. Yeah. What, can I ask? What, was it a breakup? Was it? Was it was. It was. It was a breakup, yeah. and it was like. Um, and and I just thought because I'm over I'm sensitive anyway, yeah. so you know it was just that okay I'm done. Interesting. So I'm you done. can sort of track back 18 yeah. months ago, yeah. and then you feel yeah. like the cells yeah. or the energy or something. Yeah. Then okay. Yeah, yeah. and you Whew. and you what it was right. And so you've got sounds like you had a I want to say positive mindset. I'm sure it wasn't like consistently like oh everything's going to be okay. Um, but you have this like determination, I should say, yeah. that it has to, you have to get through this. Well, I remember actually, that's when I would get, um, that's when I, you also, I also developed a bizarre sense of humor. Oh, so, coping um, strategy, perhaps? Yeah, yes. probably. But also, um, but it was more about, I don't know, it was more about the wisdom of the experience in a way, because people would you knew people felt sorry for you, but then I'd want to, I'd smile secretly because I knew that they weren't promised tomorrow either. Oh, <laughs> you're like, you think you've got the last laugh. <laughs> this yeah. can happen to anyone. Not that, not this could happen. You don't know what could happen to you tomorrow. None of us know. Yeah. And since then, people have died that thought that they would outlive me. That's a profound lesson. In Do you itself. understand? Yeah. So yeah. it's not. So that was where I thought, okay, <laughs> I've just been shown my mortality, mm-hmm. and I'm closer to understanding maybe what that means. And so I just found, and also because I rejected a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. You have to walk through your fears of potential death anyway, because you're choosing. I can't do that part. It's going to kill me. I can't do it. So I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to walk that path of fearlessness anyway. So that was another reason why I had a sense of humor, I think, because I just thought, hey, we're going to all die anyway. Right. <laughs> thing. What choices so, have you got in that yeah, situation? Sure. Yeah. But in that time, I realized being away that if I don't feed my creativity, I don't want to be back here. So you need, and that creativity is being who you are, mm-hmm. following what you need to do in, in life and no long, longer accepting what people tell you to do or what you think mm-hmm. you should be doing. So I stopped. No time for bullshit or other no. people's opinions. No. Just done. No, and done with your Yeah. And so, but in that time, what happened when I was recovering, my dad, was diagnosed with cancer. By the end of the year, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Game of chills at this conversation. So I ended up being the only survivor. But in that time, my mother got to know because of because I'd gone through the experience, the spiritual side, and so I was fearless of talking with her. Mm. My dad was scared of it all, mm-hmm. you know. But my mum, she was open. So I would say things and also because I've learned the dietary a lot of stuff and she had pancreatic cancer which kills you so mm. quickly she lasted more than a year mm. but um but and then there came a time when she said oh I've had enough 
but I knew that time would come because I always had dreams and strange things anyway. And there was a time when both her mother and her sister came to me and said, you've done, let go now. We're going to take over. And so I knew that she would be saying that some said I've had enough. When she said that, that's when I told her. I knew that I was told to let go because I was trying to make her healthy and follow. Mm. But she just wanted to do whatever the hell she wanted sure. and enjoy life. Sure, sure, sure. To do. Yeah. So, so um, you come through I'd your come cancer. You, so you'd essentially were in recovery when your parents yes. were diagnosed. Yeah. Yes. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. And other people as well. So, so you're then dealing with grief. Like, I, like yeah. I have to say, it's it's like yeah. you, you come through one thing and you're like, yes, victory or whatever. Yeah. And then you you, you go yes, through the grief. Yes, but I have train. to tell you as well. It's harder, from my experience, it's harder. Um, being on the outside in, looking in. So even though I've had cancer, because I was so quickly on the other side of being somebody that, watching somebody that has cancer, care, that's yeah. tough one. Because you're powerless? You're powerless, and I know the journey, and there's nothing you can do. So you gotta let and go. Yeah. Yeah. And you yes. watch someone else suffer. Yes. Yeah. Enormous. Yeah. Which is yeah. very painful. Yeah. 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 So, um, what also, but, but it didn't stop there because when, when my dad died, he, because I, I, uh, as I was saying to you before, I get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So I was very clear when my dad, um, died because he, I could say, I don't see things, but I sense things. I'm very sensitive and stuff. Do you mean um, you weren't with him at the time, but you felt it, but. When well, somebody had... told me, um, somebody told me, and then I phoned up and spoke to a cousin, and I had to hang up at one point because I knew he was there, mm. and he was talking to me. As so a spirit, to, as yes, a, yes, yeah, on so, the other side, yeah. Yes. So she, so I could see, so one of the things he told me is, so you're going to be absolutely fine. So, um, and then I picked up, <laughs> and then I carried on the conversation, and my dad just said, this, that, and the other. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, then my, then my mum died. She died a, a year later, almost to the, to the month. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, uh, that, that was a profound journey as well, because she was well-known in the community and she was one of these carers and helpers and, you know, she was really well-known. So her funeral was absolutely massive, mm. peckham, mm. you know, and, um, but it wasn't until about maybe she died in 2008 and 2011. Um, what happened was, was that I was sleeping as you do. And then. I had this amazing dream mm-hmm. and this dream was on the right hand side. If I looked up against a wall, a blank wall, I could see everything from my childhood. Fairies, cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. I could even hear the daffy ducks and I could hear everything. And as I thought it, it was appearing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, I can't explain it. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a, um, a mystical, like children's thing where it's all make-believe and yeah. everything that you thought would appear on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like fairies and lights and everything. And I suddenly thought, oh God, I wonder if my mum's here. And then I looked to my left and my mum's at the end of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> She's at the end of the bed in my dream but it's very lucid sure sure sure. yeah so she's at and i and at that point i'm saying to her where have you been how are you because obviously yeah yeah, yeah. are you okay and she kept saying no no she (laughs) wasn't just bobbing me off to say you're not supposed to know Mm. so and i still kept on asking the questions and um and as i was asking her more questions she kept on stretching out towards me with her hand and as if to say because I could see every vein, every blood vessel, as if to say, I'm alive. Mm. And, um, and so I saw that. And, it, and it also, she was distracting me from asking too many questions, right. I think. So, and I could hear footsteps coming up the stairs. And at that point, I thought, oh, God, somebody's going to see what I do, what I do. Can you just hurry up and tell me, please? And then, and then somebody opened the door, and it was my brother. And I said, did you see that? And, he, and then he looked at me strange, and I looked down, and there was a teddy bear in my arm. Oh, my goodness. Then I woke up. 
yeah. And then I woke up. Now, the next night, she came to me again. Mm-hmm. But this time it was like Peter Pan. Is it Peter Pan and you grab your hand and you go on the mm-hmm. journey? Mm-hmm. And it never grows up. Yeah. Peter Pan. yeah. So she grabbed me like Peter Pan and took me on a journey. And she took me to what was like a cave. Mm-hmm. And I can see the cave now as clear as day where it was. And there was a slab. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a body. But it, I knew it was a body. Mm-hmm. Uh, not dead, but I knew it was somebody mm-hmm. lying on, on this slab. And there was somebody in front. And they had a guitar. But I think it was the Kora, the African Kora. Mm-hmm. And they were listening to the body going up the body. <laughs> And tuning. Tuning uh, the body? Yes. Wow. With the guitar. Yeah. So they were listening and then they were tuning as if they were listening. As you and would. Yeah. As yeah, as yeah. You, so, but no, but doing it in alignment and tuning the body with the sound of the chord yeah, of the guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. and moving up the body. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the hell is this? I didn't understand. And then I realized, oh, it must be some kind of healing because my mum knew that I was into healing. So the minute I got that, I was wafted away somewhere else as well to a massive cave. And in the distance, somebody was playing um, this, what looked like in the old films where they bang the gong in the mm-hmm, middle. Mm-hmm. And it, Except they weren't banging it in the middle, they were tapping it and mm-hmm. playing it around the sides. And, um, and I thought, what is that? I don't know. What, what do... Okay, it must be something to do with healing or something or the other. Yeah. And then I woke up again. And I started researching on the internet, tuning the body, guitar on the body. This is what I love about you. It's like some people would be like, oh, let me tell my girlfriends about that crazy dream I had, right? And you're like, it means something. Let me get on the internet and figure it out, right? (laughs) Well, it was so clear. It's like a clue for you. Yeah, it was so clear. Yeah. So, and then when I looked on the internet, I saw tuning forks. Mm -hmm. And I saw that they were very ancient. And that's what I thought, this must be this. Mm -hmm. Because you're going up with the forks and you would tune instruments with the forks. Mm -hmm. So you're going up the body with the tuning forks. And the minute I got it, and this is how I knew it was it as well, I found a gong. What do you mean, online? Like you saw an online, image of one? I saw what the, what the big thing was, yeah. and they were indeed playing it around the side. I never knew anything okay. to do with sound therapy until I saw it. All so you had the dream, you researched, and it just made sense, and yes. then you began your training. Within 48 hours, I was studying. I love that. your impulsivity as well. <laughs> <laughs> Within 48 it's like when hours, you know, you know, though, right? I was studying it. Yeah. The information blew my mind. Yeah. Because it crossed with sacred geometry, the planets, the mm-hmm. earth, us, vibration, quantum physics, metaphysics, yeah. astrology, so much. It crossed art, science, it crossed with everything ancient history, ancient knowledge, wisdom, shamanism, everything was yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. And um, so I finished the course. Six months it took me, and I left it alone for a while because I went back to my job as well. I was I was working, yeah, yeah. I was working. So um, and then I was dipping in and out while I was doing this job, and I thought, okay, um, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to train alongside my job. And I went back part time. I realised I couldn't do full time, and and I trained in aspects around tuning forks. Mm-hmm. So I was dipping in and out and doing further training until I knew I could leave my job. Mm-hmm. I retired early from my job mm-hmm. and I went straight back into the, where I'd left. I also, I also, there came a point as well where I'd done all the training I was working. I got, I got a new job within the facility and you can't get much more grounded than a library manager. I was a library manager for two <laughs> years because I work in the community. Yeah. And um, in that time I stopped everything. I said, no, I need to stop everything. And I learned to dance. <laughs> but what, so what I'm hearing is it's, it's that you said, I have to have creativity in my life. I learned to dance and I realized because of the work that I was doing, I needed to be grounded. Mm-hmm. I needed to be really mm. grounded in the type of dance that I was doing. 
was um, it really connected you as a woman mm-hmm. and your sensuality as a woman. And it was beautiful dance. It was um, uh, Kizumba, which is like okay. a girl in yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I really need, uh, and, and it was about um, not yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah, not yeah. feeling that you have to be in control. Yeah. And when you, when you no longer feel that you have to be in control because it's a male-led dance, mm-hmm. that's when you're in control because you don't need to be in control. <gasps> Mic drop, that's the most powerful <laughs> thing here. <laughs> Letting go. When you don't need to be in control, that's when you're in control. Yes. And obviously your whole life now revolves around this type of work, yeah. right? The, yeah. the gong bath, the reiki, the, the astrology, just um, you fully submerge yourself into this wisdom. What has it given you? Like, how do you feel about your life now compared to before? Um, well, I'm definitely um, um, following um, instruction. I feel like I'm instructed to do this. Yes, so yeah. uh, I, I know that I'm guided, so I don't really worry about anything in that way. Yeah. And knowing that I'll always be supported because it's a case of I have to be doing this work. And um, and I know it's it's kind of ahead of its time, if you like. It's getting more popular. But what I don't want to do, because when my daughter was about two, um, I was very much, when I was very into health, and um, that's when I got into raw food, and that was about 30 years ago. And I even got into, like, the training courses and some mm. of the things, and I didn't follow it through because I didn't want to be different. Mm. So I'm not doing that anymore. Not that you're, what are you not doing? I'm not, I'm not being scared of what people of being think. different. So you have to embrace who you are, follow your spirit and just do it. So everything that you hear me say, mm-hmm. I make it up. I create it. Yeah. yeah. And it either resonates with people or it doesn't. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. You have this trust that your message yes. in the world is going to resonate with the yes. people that need to hear yes. it. Yes, and it's all about it's all about them being empowered, mm-hmm. so that they are empowered. It's not about me, you know, doing being, it for no, them. No, no, no. It's not about any codependency or anything like that. I don't want anything. It's a tough lesson like to learn when we're in these. Yeah, so you, you, it's about resilience in that you have to have self-belief and faith in the ability to um, change things and also because another reason why I work with so many different things um, and, um, and intention is because we're so side-trapped with overload and monkey mind and even now in the self-development scene everyone knows the five-step plan or the three-step thing and is telling you well exactly (laughs) like i'm starting to not it's too much noise i used to when i was decided to leave my job i thought oh i better go on this marketing this thing and spend a fortune and i thought i can't follow that Everyone's saying something slightly different. Everyone has the answer, and it just becomes like you're being pushed in the Right, exactly. And I just said, this isn't working for me. Yeah. This isn't working for me, and um, it's not the way I want to follow. It's not the way I want to. Energy just works in a strange way. You just need to align to it. Yes. Your energy. Say, for example, I was... Because I'm, I'm a bit mm, with social media because it's one of those, you know, it's yeah. bit, you, you've got to, you've got sure. to kind of do it. So say, for example, it was about a year and a half ago, I spoke to, um, I was talking to my sister and I was like, I really can't bear with this social media stuff. I know you've got to do it. And okay, so I just got to do it, but I'll do what I have to do. Yeah. And you and to get these likes, that likes. And what happened the next day, I went to a market. Okay, it was Lucian Market near where I live. And there was this, and it was January or February, and there was this girl, she was singing, and she blew my mind. And I recorded her, mm-hmm. and I put her on my Facebook page. And then my 
and I got a few likes from people that I know, but then my cousin said, can you change the setting so I can share this? Mm -hmm. And so I did it so everyone can share. Mm -hmm. Do you know last year it was on ITV because she got more than one million views? Really? Through that? Yes. Oh my goodness. And I was credited. Do you see how energy works now? Yeah. You can push it away and something happens. Now, I knew at the time, although I'm sharing this, because her voice is a very powerful healing mm-hmm. voice, I knew that that's what she was sharing. Felt so it, it was the healing out. energy yeah. where everyone, January, February, everyone was beaten down and depressed and everything. And I knew that that's what people needed to feel. So I just shared it and it just went ballistic. That wasn't any intention. Yeah. That just happened and I don't know. It's how just alignment. Yeah. So yeah. I've got two final questions because we're coming to the end of our time, but I feel like I want to get you on again <laughs> because you could go down so many rabbit holes here about healing and the, and the journey that we can each go on. Yeah. First of all, where can people find you uh, if they want to work with you or find out more? Okay. So um, my, my website, sure, which yeah. is yeah, mm-hmm. Um So Johnson, Johnson is J-O-H-N-S-O-N. So it's J-O-H, I know this is confusing. We'll put it J-O-H. in the notes as well okay. to make J-O-H. sure people can get it. J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. And, um, or you can text me because I get a do a lot of work through texting. Cool. So that is 07958 and also I'm on Instagram, Jojo60, and um, I work at, you come to Zen yeah, Yoga yeah, in Camberwell, yeah. so I, that's always on Instagram, and that's yeah. also on my website. It's amazing. And, yes. um, and I'm also at the Lodge space as well, which is where I do all the astrological stuff. Which is Canada Water? Is that, that's is at that Canada Water, yeah. and um, yes, yes, just contact perfect, me. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, good. And so finally... If people like me, maybe six months ago, uh, are on the in the early stages of their journey to the holistic health, and I mean that for a mind body, you, you don't necessarily have to have cancer or be in that extreme no, position, yeah. but you just are. There's something in your energy going. There's something more. I want to nurture that. Where should people start? So think of the slight cynic who's just kind of stepping into this sort of thing. Well, I would invite them to come to a gong bath, but be with an open mind. Right. It's not, we overcomplicate things and we try to look for reason and explanation about how things work. Sometimes it just does. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like a plug and you unblock the plug and then something flows. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the ingredients of the stuff that I put down the plug, (laughs) it just works anyway. So it's just about having an open mind and just being, because, because having an open mind allows you to receive because when you don't have an open mind or not willing to try that resistance thing happens, fear, right? yeah you get resistance and you just get more of what you you kind of like that's your focus so it's just really being open and trusting that if you're curious about something tune into your gut and 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 just allow for the answers and Take your first reaction about what yeah. it is. Don't overanalyze. Don't yeah. try and make sense. Things don't necessarily make sense. Yeah. Otherwise, there'll be no mental later, health though. issues. Right. So you know, you just have to um, you just have to take a chance and try things. And gongs and what it does, what it does for people, what I see, what it does for people, it's just amazing. I know? agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So be open yeah. to the journey. Stay yes. curious yes. about what this, how this can enrich your life, your physical yes. health, your mental health, and also your connection. Because I feel like since I've been on this journey, I've been more open to you know, just randomly going, can we have this deeper conversation? Yeah. Or uh, me- meeting up with other people and going, what about this? And how do you, like, just following my curiosity as well as my gut instinct. So I haven't gone gong baths are the answer all the time for everything yeah. but I've gone let me feel the, into this and see what what happens and then I've seen a, a Reiki specialist and a shaman and gone 
let me see how this feels. Like, what is my gut instinct going to tell me about this thing, yeah. right? Yeah, the thing is as well is that the gongs are something like 6,000 years old. Chaining forks, you can see them in the hieroglyphs in ancient Egypt. Mm. All sounds, the oldest, um, as far as I'm aware, the oldest instrument for healing, which is what helped with mend bones, is a didgeridoo. Mm. So this is all ancient knowledge. This yeah. is nothing new. Mm-hmm. So this is innate knowledge because that all come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's lasted the test of time, yes. hasn't it? Of people yes. finding the usefulness of Yes. And if you understand what music does for you, and working with the melodies and the harmonics and the frequencies and the notes before you put it together yeah, in the yeah. structure of music. So all of those notes, all of that, those frequencies, whether they're the Western or Eastern, you know, the, the, the you know whatever musical notes or whatever structure, they have an effect on the body. You mm-hmm. know, so that's all you're going with. If you like music, you're going to like gong bars. I have a lot of creative people. It's amazing for youngsters as well. Focus. Yeah, attention. Absolute yeah. focus. It just feels like magic is going on in your body without you needing to think yeah, it. And, people yeah, people have said it's magic. I sometimes call it gong magic. <laughs> gong magic meditation. So people, explore yeah. some gong magic. Find <laughs> Joe or somebody in your local area because it can just provide you so much insight and clarity mm-hmm. on your very next steps. Joe, thank you so much for You're coming on the show. For Thanks so much. Thank we'll be talking again soon, I'm sure. Be good. Thanks so Anytime. much. Anytime. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.